Serving a podcast, recording a podcast, doing a podcast. Ow, ow. Um, I'm sorry. Maybe I will cut that. Maybe I won't. I'm obviously doing that, though, because I have just watched Legendary, I one of the best shows on TV, and I am just feeling it. It is a solo episode for just this day. It's a Monday. I am probably dropping this as soon as I finish. Um, there will be a full episode this upcoming Wednesday, but there is just too much TV to talk about right now, and I want to do that here and now. So Legendary. Legendary on HBO Max is in its third season is the Voguing Ballroom competition show. It is unbelievable, head and shoulders better than I think any other reality TV show on right now. Um, most of which I think is because A, the performances are just so good if you are not keyed into it. 10 houses, Voguing Ballroom houses, compete against each other in a ball each week in a group performance and then sometimes like a technical challenge where they showcase one of the five core elements of Vogue. Fantastic. It's like the artistry on display is truly staggering and it's such a good educational lens into like a classic American art form. In this season, one of my three favorite houses, the House of Revlon, is a French house, and that is very cool to see, like, how international voguing has gotten, too, and it also helps that they're, like, incredible, like, easily one of the three best houses this season. Um, the other two I will not spoil in case you haven't seen it yet, because the three episodes did drop pretty recently, and they're very new, um, so performance is great, um, it's also a clear improvement, I think, on the first two seasons in that season one, too small of a stage because the budget obviously was not budgeting. And the crowd was like on the dance floor at times, which like, I think maybe true to like the spirit of an actual ballroom competition, but not, it doesn't photograph super well. Season two, they didn't have a crowd at all because of COVID, but they had a huge set because the budget was bigger. So that felt too empty, but now they've like, they have the new set and crowd and it's best of both worlds. The energy's electric. Like the houses this season are very good. Definitely a little weaker by and large than the first two, because I think, and I don't want to speak on things that I don't know like 100% much about, but like, it seems like they've gotten a lot of the classic legendary houses to perform on the show already so this season is definitely a little heavy on houses that obviously like formed last minute or like pretty recently just to get on the show like I mean Drag Race does this too where you have all these like baby queens who are like not to quote that infamous tweet but like BFA gays who just wanted to be famous um Legendary does not have that problem to such a severe degree, but like the judges read a house in episode one for a quote mockery of Vogue that I was like, yes, like cut this shit off at the head. Like you can't just be like America's next best dance crew or whatever 
on Legendary. The judging panel is simply put the best panel on TV right now. Like we have not seen a reality TV judging panel this good since the heyday of Michael Kors and Nina Garcia. Like those brief shining moments when Miss J and Andre Leon Talley were on Antium. Like this is the quality we are working with here. Laomi Maldonado, what is there to be said? invented the current era of voguing international icon like her critiques absolutely fucking fantastic la roach so funny <laughs> like i was thinking to myself earlier when i was watching them like oh he is a kindred spirit to like pat regan almost like the malapropisms in his way with words are just electrifying like something he said in this most recent episode, Animal Queendom, um, I love how committed you were to being feline and cats. I just love that. The syntax of that flows like butter, melted butter. It's perfect. Um, and then like, he's also so rude. Like when he was on Antium, he was like truly demonically rude, but like for whatever reason that works in this context a lot more. Um, he will say like, oh, you are just unapologetically gutter. You were terrible. This was not anything I would have wanted to see today or any other day, it's a seven. I just, there is something about that that is very powerful. Uh, Kiki Palmer has replaced Megan the Stallion this season as the judge who does not really know what she's talking about, but is very happy to be there and gives good looks. Kiki Palmer is so funny. American treasure, untapped resource. I'm very excited for Nope when it comes out in July. Um, and controversial as this may be Jamila Jamila is very good on this show she is annoying as hell in any other conceivable facet but on this show she's a very she's like sort of like I don't want to I, I don't know like if this is necessarily a positive and I do actually intend it to be a positive she's kind of the Randy the Randy Jackson of the legendary panel like overwhelmingly positive but like when she doesn't like something she'll tell you in a way that feels like somewhat constructive and also a little meaningless in a way that I think is like almost perfect for this current era of like quote-unquote nice reality tv great um we have only had one guest judge this season so far the Brazilian songstress Anita who was happy to be there so if you are not watching you must. It's just, it's so good. I feel like I learned something every episode, but it is so funny. Um, just the art is, it's incredible. Like just to see professionals doing what they have done for decades. Incredible. Oh, and Deshaun Wesley, the MC, like perfect. No notes. Like, I mean, he is the legend of MCing, ballroom MCing. Um, and whoever tweeted last year that um, Top Chef should have him on to MC while the chef's cook is, was absolutely right. He should do that. Put him on like everything. Put him on Survivor when they're doing challenges. Put him on like Undercover Boss. I would like to see Deshaun Wesley MC Undercover Boss. Um, transitioning to like a less successful at the moment, but still surprisingly pretty good uh, queer reality show. Drag Race All-Star 7 is on. Um, I watched the first two episodes 
on Friday night with friend of the pod, Brendan Crawl, um, who in the middle of episode one asked me, how old is RuPaul? Like 70, <laughs> which I almost threw myself out my own window. Um, All-Stars 7, so funny, so fun so far. Like, it's just nice to see real professional season queens back on this show, which I think has been an issue with a lot of the recent seasons. Good as, like, I think 12, 13, and 14 are fairly successful to varying degrees. But these are, like, decades-long seasoned professionals. And the same way that Legendary is, like, showcasing longtime veterans of a scene, we're finally swinging the pendulum back on All-Star 7. I did not know how much I needed both Jinx and Raja back on my TV screen. They, I thought the top two for both episodes should have been Jinx and Raja, especially Snatch Game, like Raja as Madam, who was not a character I was super familiar with outside of like a decades old Family Guy joke, sorry. Um, was great. Like you knew what that character was and the prosthetic work was obviously amazing. And I thought her Dion of Reelands was great. Like people forget that Robbie Turner did Dion of Reeland for Snatch Game in season eight, um, was Drek. Um, I mean, and Robbie, Robbie Turner, that's a, that's a, um, I might have to file that away for Go Call the Governor at some point. Cause that is a, uh, that is an emergency. Um, Everyone is pretty good though. The only queen on this cast that I'm like kind of lukewarm about is Evie Oddly. And I like Evie's drag and I like kind of like what they represent is like cool. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily deem myself queen of the queerdos because I truly don't know what that means. Like, are you like a radical fairy? Because that's, just say that. Like, I would love a radical fairy to go on Drag Race. Um, but the yeah I'm, I'm Evie's totally fine like the drag's fine like they kind of talk like a dinosaur which makes me like you can't do much about that I guess it doesn't make me anything I just like to say things to say and that's why I have a podcast um runways have been pretty good I mean there's not much to critique about Ulster 7 so far like I think the two lip sync songs were off the beaten path for what you'd expect from the show but really inspired especially the old McDonald Ella Fitzgerald lip sync in episode one, Shay and Monet tore that. Silly, sure, but that is such a technically hard song to lip sync to with the tempo changes and the key changes, like it's fast, like, and like they, Shay, I thought did shockingly, surprisingly well, because that that's like lip sync on like campy Gaga, Tony Bennett is, difficult and you would have thought like someone like jinx would have torn that but shay and monet did fantastically i was i was really pleasantly surprised um and jinx ate trinity for breakfast and the rumor has it lip sync um in a pair of fabletics black lycra pantaloons not necessarily what i want to see on my drag race but like as a performance outfit no, you know what? No, I actually, I'm not, that's my critique. Jinx, that was crazy that you wore that. You looked like Abby Lee Miller. I did not care for it, but do you? I'm just really happy to have you around. Your Judy Garland snatch game was probably the best one ever done. Like I, I just, 
electrifying. I'm glad no one did Judy until now because like, and no one should ever again, because this was the pinnacle of what Snatch Game should be. Like perfect characterization in locked in the whole time. Like the jokes were both funny and Judy specific and drag race referential. Like that bit about like the I killed Judy Garland guy from season five, like unexpected and definitely rehearsed, sure. But like, I, I, I just, I really liked it. It was great. Why should I doubt Jinx Monsoon? Like, it's easy to lose sight of that this show used to be about performance first rather than like not to be like old man shakes fist a cloud but like the insta the, these like insta queens and like bfa is like coming on and just like performing what a drag queen should be and you see every season recently that like the wheat separates from the chaff in terms of like the queens queens versus like these like dabbler queens and that's reductive, sure. And what are you gonna do about it? Crucify me? I think what I think here. And I, I'm not alone. So it's just nice to it's nice to have like two reality shows on right now that are both like firing on all cylinders so far. Um though legendary definitely needs more of the visibility. So like please, if you're not watching, like let's get on that. Um second point here. No, that was my second point. What's my third point? Let's ask the audience. Hacks. Oh, I'm sorry. Hacks. Hacks is the third thing I was going to talk about. So I binged all four episodes of Hacks that are out right now. Um, and I'm loving it. I mean, like Hacks last year was such a pleasant come out of nowhere surprise. Like it's got a lot of people behind the scenes who I really find very funny the on-camera talent's incredible. Gene Smart is just knocking it out of the park this season. Last season she was too, but like she's really knocking out of the park. And I think Hannah Einbinder has been unbelievable, especially that diner scene, no spoilers. Um, like she was a good actor last year, but she's really stepped it up this year in a way that I'm excited to see. Um, who else? I don't know. So the, my one issue with this, and it's not a small issue, the structure is very weird. Everyone except Ava and Deborah feel very siloed away from the rest of the narrative. Um, especially the Jimmy Kayla stuff. I think Paul Downs and Meg Stalter are two of the funniest people we have right now. And I'm very glad that they are writing scenes where they have this rapport together and can like just showcase their natural chemistry because it is considerable. Um, and I'm happy that Martha Kelly is on the show right now because she is just unbelievable um, in everything. And if this gets like euphoria eyes on hacks, like great, good for everyone. Um, it just feels like they're in a different show though. And this is the same thing with the Marcus subplot, Carl Clement Hopkins, they're a fantastic actor and they're giving it this very flimsy storyline that feels very out of nowhere like enough like to keep it afloat but when spoilers the end of episode four Marcus gets on the bus 
is like ends up on the bus again I was like okay like this this seems fine um I would not be surprised if every character ends up on the bus at one point I mean now that spoilers spoilers Lori Metcalf's not on the bus anymore there's room Lori Metcalf was wasted in this and I get that this was more of a cameo but like you have Lori Metcalf there you gotta write a not glorified cameo that is that is the thing like the structure is wonky because I'm pretty sure this season was a little rushed in development just because last season was so successful such a hit like the Emmys like I mean very Emmy awarded Gene Smart won everyone else got nominated that's great and I get that HBO was like let's more please more please I think if they had waited maybe two more months and let some things cook and simmer a little bit, we would have an A plus season of TV like we pretty close to did last year, rather than like a very strong A minus right now. The structural issues are not killing anything and they're definitely not hindering my enjoyment, but the scenes show a little bit more. And it definitely feels a little bit more herky jerky, but when the jokes are this funny and the acting is this good, it's hard to complain. Um, so that's what I think about hacks. That's a basically all I'm watching right now. I'm behind on Beverly Hills, so I don't have a Beverly Hills update for people right now. Um, this I'm not caught up on the staircase, but the staircase is very good. Parker Posey is an outrageous woman and someone I will treasure until I am ash in the stream. Um, and I think that's about it for me on that beautifully morbid note. Um, there is a fantastic episode coming out on Wednesday with uh, Wesley Jansen, the Minnesota legend himself, and get ready for very, very, very exciting guests this summer. Uh, so until Wednesday, I will see you guys. Make sure please do rate, review, and subscribe because that very much helps me. Okay, bye.